Welcome back everyone. To live off dividends is every dividend investor's dream. Most of us were drawn to this style of investing by the allure of replacing our active income with passive dividend income. Maybe you want to retire early, or you're just looking to supplement a portion of your income in retirement with dividends. But let's face it, the road to income replacement is pretty long and pretty tough. However, once you do reach that dividend paradise destination, it'll be worth the hard work. To help you along your journey, I built a free calculator that can help you figure out just how long it'll take you to replace your cost of living with dividend income. A free copy of this spreadsheet is available for download in the description below. All I ask in return is that you like this video and consider subscribing to my channel as well as my weekly newsletter, but more on that later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll show you how this calculator works, we'll run through a few scenarios, and I'll tell you a few things you should avoid on your journey, because the fastest way to replace your cost of living with dividends may not be the best path to take. Alright, let me show you how this calculator works by populating it with my personal strategy. I currently have about $300,000 invested in dividend stocks and funds. Every month I contribute about $2,000 across all of these portfolios. My investing strategy is more focused on total return than dividend income so I shoot for a pretty high capital appreciation rate, let's say 8%. My current dividend yield is rather low, somewhere around 2 or 2.25%. Two I'll call it 2% to be conservative. That'll put me right around a 10% total return per year, in line with what the stock market has returned over the long run, historically. You may have noticed that the results are changing as I'm typing in different values into the blue cells here. The blue cells are the only parameters you need to change here, and the results will automatically update as you update the values. This way, you can see what impact a slight change here or there can have on the final outcome. Alright, the next parameter is the monthly cost of living, and this can be a little tricky. I have a good idea of what my cost of living is today, but ideally when I retire, my cost of living will be different, hopefully much lower. I would like not to have a mortgage payment by the time I retire, and hopefully my kids will be grown up and financially independent. But on the flip side, once I'm retired, I'll have more free time, which could result in higher spending. And I may also need to allocate more money towards medical expenses, which at the moment are not large. There's so many variables to consider here that you can spend a few days coming up with a good estimate. But for the sake of this example, let's just say my cost of living will be $5,000 per month. I know that $5,000 is a lot more spending power today than it will be 10 or 20 years from now. And for that, we have to factor in inflation into our example. The Fed is targeting a 2.5% long-term rate of inflation. So I'll leave my long-term inflation rate at this rate as well. Actual inflation will likely go up and down in the coming years, but perhaps in the long run, it'll average out somewhere around 2.5%. Now as my income increases from year to year, I'd like to increase my contributions to my dividend portfolios. I'll keep my contribution increase amount conservative at 3% per year. And the last parameter here is optional. If you'd like to see what impact taxes on dividends can play on the time required to replace your cost of living, you can enter in the tax rate you expect to pay on your dividend income. Qualified dividends, for most, are taxed at 15%. It could be zero if you have very low earnings, and it could be as high as 20% if you have a very high income. Non-qualified dividends are taxed as ordinary income, so it all depends on where you fall in the tax bracket. 
I'll leave this at 15% since the majority of my dividends are qualified. Okay, so based on my assumptions here, it looks like it'll take me 23 years and 4 months to reach my goal of replacing my cost of living with my dividend income. That actually doesn't sound too bad, given my low dividend yield. If I factor in taxes on my dividend income, it'll take about 2.5 years longer. If you're looking at the chart here, you may notice that following the point at which my dividend income exceeds my inflation-adjusted cost of living, where the blue line crosses the red line, the dividend income keeps growing much faster than my cost of living. This is great news, as the additional income will give me a very comfortable cushion in retirement, and I'll have ample spare cash to spend as I see fit. After 30 years, my dividend income is roughly $6,000 higher than my cost of living. Having an extra $6,000 each month sounds like a lot of money to me. Of course this is all assuming that my investing journey works out the way I envision. Please keep in mind that this calculator is just an estimate based on your expectations. Reality will likely be much different. While you may finish pretty close to where the calculator suggests, the path there will likely be filled with many ups and downs. Alright, now that we have seen my personal portfolio and strategy, let's mix it up a little. Let's assume I was starting out fresh today with $0 invested. And let's say I can only afford to contribute $500 per month to my dividend portfolio. But let's also change my cost of living to a more modest $3,000. Keeping the capital appreciation rate and the dividend yield at the same 8 and 2% puts my projected retirement 42 and a half years out in the future. Now, if I were in my early 20s, that doesn't sound all that bad. It would put me somewhere around regular retirement age in my mid-60s. But since I'm in my late 30s, waiting 42 more years to retire would require me to work until I'm almost 80. That doesn't sound like much of a retirement to me at all. I'm going to need to switch things up here to reach my goal faster. Let's start by playing around with the capital appreciation rate and the dividend yield. Let's say I want to start off with a higher dividend yield and accept a lower rate of capital appreciation. Let's go ahead and change the yield to 3% and the capital appreciation to 7%. Now the calculator suggests I will reach my goal in 37 and a half years, a whole 5 years sooner. While that's nice, it's still not ideal as I would still have to work until my mid-70s. I need to find a way to shave off another 5 to 10 years. Let's try to shift towards a higher yield some more. Let's say a 4% yield with a 5% capital appreciation rate. Once I start aiming for higher yielding stocks and funds, it's better to be even more conservative on the expected capital appreciation, hence the reduction from 10 to 9% in the total return. The shift from a 3% yield to a 4% yield with the reduction in capital appreciation only shaved off 8 months, still leaving me to retire in my mid-70s. Let's see what happens if I bump up my annual contribution increase from 3 to 5%. That shaves off almost 3 whole years, bringing my retirement age closer to age 70. Better, but still not ideal. I think I'll need to increase my monthly contribution. Let's add another $100 per month to see what that can do. And that cuts the time frame down to 31 years and 7 months, a drop of about 2 years or so. I think I'll need to increase it some more. Let's try $750 per month. And that brings the timeline down to 28 years and 10 months. So if I'm in my late 30s, after about 29 years, I should be in my late 60s, which is a reasonable retirement age. I think you get the idea of this calculator. You can plug in various parameters to run a few scenarios to narrow in on a sweet spot that you should aim for. Sticking with the same example, let's see if I can retire even faster if I really target a high yield portfolio. Let's shoot for a 7% yield with a 2% capital appreciation rate. This brings down the timeline to reach my goal to 22 years and 7 months. At first glance, this appears to be better, right? 
Now I can reach my goal of replacing my income with dividends about six years earlier. But if you look at the chart, you can notice that my dividend income climbs very quickly until it catches up with my cost of living as I'm dripping all dividends along the way. But once my dividend income exceeds my cost of living and I turn off dividend reinvestment, both lines move in tandem, gradually increasing over time. So while the higher yield will allow me to retire faster, it doesn't create much of a cushion in retirement should my cost of living increase for any reason. Since the capital appreciation rate of 2% in this example is lower than the rate of inflation of 2.5%, my portfolio actually isn't able to keep up pace with my cost of living. You can't see this in the chart, but if you hop over to the monthly data tab, you'll notice that after retiring, I would be forced to reinvest a portion of my dividends every few months or so in order for my dividend income to keep up with inflation. This is the catch-22 of super high yields. They can help you retire faster, but it's important to think about whether they can sustain you in retirement as well. The safer option is to keep focus of your total return and to keep your capital appreciation rate at least slightly above average inflation. And to reach your dividend goal faster, focus on contributing more capital to your portfolio and cutting your cost of living. You may be wondering why my calculator doesn't have a dividend growth variable. After all, dividend growth is a very important aspect of dividend investing. The reason I didn't include a dividend growth parameter is because I set it equal to the capital appreciation rate in the data table. In the short term, companies can grow their dividends faster than the rate at which the business itself is growing. But in the long term, this isn't sustainable. A business can't pay out more in dividends than it is able to earn. At least they can't do this responsibly. Sure, they can fund dividends with debt, but that's not a company you want to be invested in, trust me. My main focus in investing is to seek out high-quality businesses that are trading for reasonable prices. Oftentimes, these companies don't pay sexy dividend yields, but instead they can reward patient investors with above-average total returns. Each week, I share a new high-quality business in my newsletter. Last week it was ADP, and the week before I covered Visa. The newsletter is completely free, and there's a link in the description below if you'd like to sign up. I hope you find this calculator useful and insightful. If you do, please help me out and give this podcast a 5-star rating. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.